love has done its part And let him reign in my life and my heart If love has done its part Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We are glad you are listening today and hope you find words of healing, insight, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings Ministry was founded by Lee and Shay Preston and born out of God's vision for setting captives free. If you would like to support us in the work we do, please visit www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate. Today on Healing Hidden Wounds, Lee is talking with Jonathan Darty, director of Be Broken Ministries. Let's listen in as Lee and Jonathan discuss the ins and outs of recovery from sexual brokenness. We're going to talk about same-sex issues. I can pretty much guarantee you that you're not going to hear this anywhere else on the radio, at least not the way we're going to talk about it. Uh, you may hear a lot about um, homosexuality. You may hear a lot about uh, same gender attraction issues, but probably not in the way we're going to talk about it. And and uh, and I hope it's going to be an encouragement to you. Uh, Lee, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Jonathan. We are going to uh, get started today by talking about uh, image. Is that right? Kind of a person's self-concept so to speak or that's a good way to put it i think uh as we are image bearers of god uh sometimes the image gets a little distorted at times and i think that's what we're kind of looking at today so what are um what would you want to say to the listener out there who right now believes i mean he really believes he he was made gay i think that's an easy belief jonathan i think in the midst of it I think the minute you're there, the minute you're thinking, you know what, I feel this way and I can't stop it. I haven't been able to stop it since I was uh, a kid and I don't know how to feel any other way. I think it's much easier to ultimately just say, well, I must have been made this way. And if I was made this way, then God made me that way. And so I'm accepting who I am. And I think that's where it gets a little, a little distorted in our image there and in what we believe about our image. Um, and I think the interesting part about that is is that the image itself, we were made in God's image. Now, that's when you start questioning God a little bit, right? I think so. Because if God would make me this way, then tell me in his Bible that somehow I'm a sinner because I feel this way, then I have to somehow justify ultimately that he must have been wrong or his Bible is wrong or that somehow there's something lying, there's a lie there somewhere. Yeah, and the and the lie would be from him, from God. That's right. Some, or in some form or fashion. Exactly. Or his people. Somehow his people have distorted his word and that he loves everyone exactly the same. And while that is true that he does love us all, he has a best for us and his best is not to participate in sin. And so then there goes the cycle of the homosexual struggler who begins to think, well, how do I feel this way and still be loved by God? And not question who I am, so I must have to ultimately believe that he must have made me this way, and I have to accept that the Bible's wrong. But how does a person, you know, where does this this type of an image or an identity or self-concept or whatever you want to call it, where does this typically begin 
for the person who eventually develops the belief, I was made gay? Well, the belief begins with our feelings, and I think feelings start the cycle because of a hurt that's there that started early on. The hurt grows. Things get kind of brought in around that hurt. There's all kinds of things that uh, begin to play into that hurt, and that hurt grows. And before you know it, you now not only feel that way, you have to decide about a belief about yourself. And then it grows into hearing two sides of the story. And unfortunately, most of the stories have the side of God hates the homosexual or I must be born this way and the gay community accepts me exactly the way I am. So how do I bear the image of God, my maker, who says he hates me, or at least I've been told that, versus the homosexual community that began to say, oh, you're, you're purely accepted and we, we love you exactly the way you are and the Bible's wrong. And so that struggle begins, and why wouldn't I ultimately accept that this must be the way I am, because I can't change the way I feel. So it's it's a pretty rational conclusion that a lot of folks have come to who believe they're gay, because if you follow those emotions, well, n nobody's rationally wanting to be drawn toward or moved toward people who they perceive hate them. Exactly. You know, they're exactly. going to be drawn towards the people who say, we accept you, no matter what you feel, no matter what you believe, whether or not it's true or not. Exactly. And then that, I want to be accepted, rides in on the, the same lie that says, no one has ever accepted me, and no one's going to understand me except those who do accept me. And then that image begins to get even more distorted because it's like, well, I have to drift towards those who tell me who I am now versus who God says I am. What do you, uh, why don't you give us a little bit of background on yourself, just so our listeners can kind of know where you're coming from and, and why you would even know so much about this idea of the struggle with image? Okay. Well, I've been there, Jonathan, and I've been in that place. Uh, I started believing that that's the way I felt, at least, from a very early age, seven or eight years old, something like that, and just began that journey of trying to find out, okay, if this is the way I feel, even though I grew up in the church, I knew that's not what God wanted of me, I knew that wasn't his will for me, how do I manage these feelings? And I got to tell you, it's not a happy place to sit there and have to feel a certain way while you're sitting in church hearing that you're going to hell for those mm. feelings. So you sit there and you try, have to justify my feelings then. Okay, well, I feel this way, but God doesn't like me this way. So, okay, God, you got to change me. And then when God doesn't change you because the feelings are still there and you hear from other people, well, you need to pray more or you must not be right with God, then all of a sudden the feelings of course, haven't gone away yet. So you begin to think, well, God must have done this to me out of spite. Somehow he's not a good God. Somehow he doesn't care about me. And so that pushes you even further into that belief that, well, this is who I am and God made me this way. And so how do I, how do I justify it? Then I say, well, his Bible must be wrong. I never got to that place. I kept thinking, no, his Bible's right. I keep hearing his Bible's right. I just couldn't understand why he hated me so much that hmm. he would put these feelings in me and not change them. And so I went into the gay life for, for some time, and I just kept telling him, okay, you want me to change? You got to do, do it, because I don't know how to do it. Because you keep telling me that this is wrong, but I don't know how to change it. And so 
thankfully he's a good guide and he does change it. But you have to be willing and to at least try to start seeing the changes. Mm-hmm. And that's why for some folks, they get stuck in that pattern of, well, I'm accepted over here in the gay community. They've told me this is who I am. I've accepted this who is who I am. Why can't the church just accept me the way I am? Mm-hmm. Now, do you think a, you know, because I'm thinking of all these folks who are, who are where you have been um, in that place where they're being accepted, but acceptance is not the same as love, is it? For the homosexual, I think it is. I but think in th- reality, would you say it is? Oh, no. In reality, it's not. Just as sexual acceptance isn't love either, or participate in, participating in sex with someone isn't love either. It is a it's a form of love within the bonds of marriage. But unfortunately at that point the same sex attracted individuals already confuse so much about what love is. They see sex as love, they may see acceptance as love, and so it's very hard to begin to determine the true love that God has for us, which is his gift, versus all these other different mutations of it. Because basically what you're saying is if you know when you start developing these powerful feelings um, that could begin in a diff- number of different ways. But when you start beginning to have these powerful feelings that you are uh, attracted to your same sex, that you begin to believe that God must made you this way, uh, and and you begin to get into that lifestyle where people are confirming or affirming, yes, you were made this way, it's totally natural, go with it, would you say that that acceptance produces real contentment in the in the gay individual? I would say that the gay individual will tell you that it produces real contentment. But everyone that I've worked with, including myself, the contentment just isn't there. It's not real. It or it's just, just short-lived if it's any sort of... Exactly. Just like any counterfeit. It lasts for a little while, and then there's this upheaval and this distortion, and all this stuff starts to happen, and you're like, wow, this doesn't seem quite right. But it's better than struggling with, am I this? Am I not? Does God really hate me? So I just have to keep telling myself that God loves me just the way I am, and he made me this way. Mm -hmm. So now, as this image starts to get all distorted, as, as a person begins to believe they were made gay. First of all, if you start to believe that, how does your how can your mind even be changed? How 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 could there be another possibility of that not being true? Because I mean, you've mentioned it yourself. These are powerful emotions. It's not like these are just the way you feel when you're hungry for a hamburger or something. I mean, you you make it sound like these are at the core of a person, deep down. They truly believe this is how they are made. So how, if at all, can that deep of a belief be altered or changed or even questioned? Well, Jonathan, I think it's it, it happens by starting to look at where the hurt began. Because we've all had some level of hurts, but we have to get back to the beginning of where the feelings started and where the hurt began. It's It's almost like saying, well... You know, I'm gay because I feel that way, but maybe I'm only gay because I feel that way because of something that hurt me to start with. Maybe I only have these feelings because I feel hurt. 
and it, we all try to run away from pain, right? I mean, we, none of us really like pain. We all try to doctor it. We either, you know, drink or we take drugs or we do other things to keep pain from happening. And it's the same thing for that little boy or that little girl that's growing up in this place of feeling uh, daddy's not paying enough attention to me or mommy does this to me or, you know, I maybe I was sexually abused at some point, but I don't really even know that. Uh, and all this starts to happen and maybe none of those things happen. Maybe I can't put my finger on anything, but the feelings are still there. And, yeah, you go to a person who has this core belief about themselves, it is hard to change. Uh, most folks that I work with say, including myself, I would never have chosen to be like this if I'd had, an, if I'd had the choice. Mm -hmm. But I think it's interesting to begin offering to them, okay, you do have the choice we just have to get back and look at what started this and what took you off the track that God intended. If you never knew what track you were supposed to be on, you wouldn't know you're on the wrong track, right? Mm -hmm. So it's trying to figure out which track and how did I get off of it and how do I get back on it again? Would you say that a lot of the um, a lot of the gay individuals who seem to uh, be so angry at uh, those of us who may be wanting to even just introduce a better way, a different way, maybe God's best, as you tend to put it. Do you believe that a lot of those gay individuals who are so angry against us and against who might be considered the evangelical Christian community, do you believe a lot of them are simply refusing to look at this issue of image? It's like the, maybe the pain is so deep or the feelings are so strong that rather than taking an honest look into themselves to maybe see where some of those wounds began or see where some of that hurt is, it's easier to just point the finger out at us and direct all of that rage, all of that hurt, all of that anger towards us rather than taking an honest assessment in maybe the quieter moments of their lives. Sure. I think most definitely. I think if you think about it, you take a person who struggles, 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 trying to figure out, is this who I am? Is this not who I am? Finally, after tears and sweat and pain, I finally come to the conclusion, hey, you know, even though it says in the Bible this is wrong, I finally realize that, you know, it's, that's wrong and that God accepts me as who I am and I am gay and I am happy about it and this is who I am, and accept me, and this is my new my identity and how I was born, and then someone comes up and says, no, you, there's another option for you. You relive a lot of that same pain again, because it's like, well, what are you trying to say? No, this is who I am. Well, no, there's another option. Well, then it throws a wrench in my whole belief system then, and how I came to that conclusion that this is Because you went through a lot of work to get to, the, exactly. <laughs> to get to that place. A lot of work and a lot of uh, fabrication to make everything fit together right. Because you know what? I've had to determine that this is how I fit it together. And it may not it may not have fit perfectly together at first. And I may have had a lot of questions. And I may have seen God's point at first. And then all of a sudden I was able to kind of shadow that over and kind of put that away and make everything look pretty. And now you're coming in trying to... Uh, change my pretty image of what I've determined about myself. Mm -hmm. And anytime you come up against a belief system that's wrong, people tend to fight back. You know, it's like uh, a lot of the things we fought about over the years, and, and you begin to fight about, you know, belief systems. And just because I believe a certain way until the truth, God has to shine his truth in there. And then once that happens, then it's a little more able to see. 
Why do you think this issue of homosexuality uh, creates such animosity on both sides of the equation? Do you think a lot of it has to do with this issue of of not understanding our bearing God's image, or or is it something else that seems to create all of this anger between uh, Christians and gays, as it were? Well, unfortunately, Jonathan, I think Christians have somehow let down the gay community in a lot of ways, meaning that a lot of our response in the initial stages of trying to figure this whole thing out as it became more and more public was anger. We were angry first. It was more, no, it's you're wrong, and God hates the homosexual, and this is a sin, and I don't see a lot of Christ's love in that, of it. And that's probably fear-driven, wouldn't you say? Oh, most definitely fear-driven. And most likely fear by men in general, because it's like, oh, how do I handle this one? And I don't want these, you know, I don't I don't want this to be in my church, and I don't know how to handle it. I don't know how to talk to people who, who might be attracted to me of my same sex. And mm-hmm. what if they try to look at me, or what if they've got some sort of attraction to me, and I'm not used to that, and how do I handle it? And so this fear began, and then all of a sudden it came out more as anger. Well, we need they need need to be in the church, and we need to get them out, and we need to you know they just need to know they're going to hell. And as that began, then that hurt a lot of the homosexual strugglers mm-hmm. who really did want to see God. I've had countless number of folks I've talked to, including myself, who needed somebody to tell them the truth, but couldn't figure out how to get to that person. Well, and you know that kind of that knife cuts both ways because I think I think we're always going to push away from that which that which frightens us. And how we do that is different. Maybe some of us maybe it's more of a passive aggressive sort of pushing away. Others maybe more blatant anger. But you know, even from the gay community, there that pushing away can also be a fear-driven thing. It can be a uh, a fear of having to maybe face the truth that maybe in ever so subtle ways has kind of been gnawing at them that, yeah, all the all the pieces don't line up in what I've been doing. And so they're going to push away from anybody who's trying to bring them another option or bring them a better way, a different way. Most definitely. And it's like I said earlier, it's they fought so hard to finally accept who they think they are that when someone comes in and starts telling them the truth, I believe, yeah, the fear is going to come in initially and say, oh, wait a minute, I had this all wrapped up, I knew exactly who I was, and now you're trying to tell me something different, don't tell me. And then they push back harder, and that's why I think you see some of the blatant homosexual acts in our communities, and that's why it's like, you know what, you Mm -hmm. think I'm not gay? I'll show you I'm gay. I'll prove to you that I'm gay. And I think that causes then conservative Christians on the other side to feel even more angry and more, how can you do this, and how can you do this in front of us, and... And then it kind of starts that fire again. Well, let's kind of shift gears here as we're going to wrap up our time in the next few minutes. Um, How would you approach the gay individual who's listening right now, who thankfully hadn't turned us off yet, but maybe has been rolling their eyes or or maybe, you know, maybe nobody else knows that they're struggling in this way, but they've got this struggle going on. And they're saying, Lee, I just, you know, I just don't know if I can believe that there is another way because I feel this so strongly. What would you say to that individual in maybe shedding a ray of hope in their life or bringing some other uh, option before them? 
how would you communicate this different other way to them? Well, I think I'd start, Jonathan, by offering to them that I think people uh, categorize and make a hierarchy out of sin, but I don't think God does. He sees sexual sin as sexual sin, and yes, it is a sin against the body, so there's more effect to that sin. But he doesn't have extra judgment there, I don't believe. Mm-hmm. And so I think that beginning to at least let them see, okay, you may not believe that you're not in God's best right now because of the sin in your life, but to just kind of be open to allowing him to show you what real love is and to really look at your life, look at the happiness that you truly experience in that lifestyle. Is it real? Is it uh, that you just maintain a happy appearance because you feel like this is who you are because that is a lifestyle full of pain it's a full of rejection in and of itself it's full of uh, a lot of uh, cheating and uh, unfaithfulness and it's full of a lot of acceptance purely based upon sex and that is very short-lived and so I would just offer to them to at least look at that and begin thinking about you know, is there something better that God has to offer me? And does he still love me? Yes. But does he offer me something better? And am I at least open to change if he's willing to do that? Great. And if and if, uh, and if if our listeners are out there struggling with this, uh, where would you direct them to go if they're saying, you know, I, I've got some more questions about um, about this. Maybe I'm willing to talk about this more or or at least introduce the possibility that maybe there's another way than how I'm living, where would you tell them to go? Well, I would certainly suggest they can come to our website and find resources there. Uh, Exodus International is another resource. Be Broken Ministries is a resource. Uh, they also need to know that they may have to test their their sources at or test those people that they go to out because unfortunately there are some Christians still out there that will just say something like well you need to pray and then you know then you'll be healed and that may not happen right away I don't say mm-hmm. that God can't do that but I think people need to know up front that if they go and that's what they hear that there may be other things they need to also do because the God also heals the wounded mm-hmm. and sometimes the wounding has to to be taken care of first that's great well uh, this has been a great broadcast, and I guess I guess ultimately would the point of this broadcast be that we're trying to communicate that that you were not made gay. Exactly, you were not made that way. You were not born that way. You may have been hurt to that place, but that doesn't mean you have to stay there. We are glad you joined us today, and we hope that God had a special word just for you. Remember that Healing Hidden Wounds and Shadow of His Wings Ministry are listener-supported, and all services are provided on a donation basis. If you heard something today that was especially important to you, we hope you will consider donating a gift. Please visit www.healinghiddenwounds.com to donate today. Now let it rain in my life and my heart Your love has done its part Now let it rain